All right, people, and welcome back to the next episode of the After the 90 podcast. This is episode seven, um, where I talk about all things football. I hope everyone's all right and uh, is enjoying the vast amount of football that's going on at the moment, because uh, I know I am, definitely. Um, again, I just want to say, uh, before I start, I want to say a big thank you uh, for the amount of support I'm receiving on all my podcasts. I've just hit uh, 200 views overall which I'm really happy about and I'm starting to build a a consistent viewership now so um which is good and which is like at this point it's not something I expected to 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 have to be honest um I hope everyone else is enjoying the podcast as well I hope everyone uh enjoys watching them and because I I know I know that I like making them so if everyone enjoys them that's that's the main thing really I just that's what I'm here to do is to make a bit of content to for people to listen to throughout their week. Um, yeah, once again for Monday's episode, the the platform that I record my podcast on, which is Anchor, it was down, which was a bit annoying and because it, it happened not that long ago. I think it was like last week again. But I found out um, the reason why this is, um, is because they're doing quite a lot of work on their app at the moment and that's what I use to record on um, to enhance enhance it and provide like the best possible content for its creators um which i can't really complain about if that's the reason why it's being down then i'd rather it it be better after than than um it's not bad now but yeah i'd i'd I'd, i don't have anything bad about them improving their app to be honest um but i am i did put a bit of a post up on everything saying that i'm contemplating about going back to one episode and I i think i've um I've I've gone ahead with that now, so I'm going to do one episode per week from now on. Um, I did put it up for to two, um, for a little bit, but yeah, I just I just feel like um, it's a bit unfair on people to be honest who are like quite busy, and that I know some people really like look forward to listening to them, to my podcast. So if they're busy, it's, it can, having two podcasts come out in the space of a couple of days can be really hard to like, listen to. And especially if one's maybe a bit longer than the other, it comes up to about an hour, maybe per week, which I know that everyone doesn't have the the time to be listening to an hour's worth of podcasts per week, which is completely fine. I understand that at all. Um, but yeah, so I just want as many people as possible to watch my podcast. Um, and in order to do this, I think the best thing to do would be to put it down to one per week uh as it was as it started with so the episodes now um will be coming out every wednesday um starting on the 23rd of december which is next week so this episode's coming out on the 14th of december so starting from i'll take a little break um then on the 23rd of december uh from then on will be my um my my set day to to bring out um the podcast which every wednesday and it, I don't know, this coming out on a Wednesday will be a bit, it's, it's perfect probably for rounding up the week and, and giving predictions on football or whatever, just because it's right in the middle. So I can remember what happened from the weekend and it gives me time to to think about the next weekend coming up. Um, and I think it's just, it, I can, I just hope everyone can listen to the podcast more consistently this way, just because uh, once a week, should like half an hour once a week should be completely fine so um 
yeah, going on to the main topic for today's episode. So it's also run in the second division of English football, which is the championship. So the championship, in my personal opinion, is massively underrated. And every season really never fails to provide quality football uh, and drama, especially right near the end of the season with the playoff race, the title race, relegation battles, always coming down to the wire. Um, and most of the time, uh, the last game of the season. So he's definitely one of the most exciting leagues, I'd say, in the world. And a plethora of talent comes from it, definitely. With teams in the Prem slowly start, uh, sorry, teams in the Championship slowly starting to gain a bit more revenue and transfer funds. They're getting taken over for, by quite big business, businessmen, these teams. So a higher allow, um, calibre of player, like they can attract more players with the more money they have, really. Um, and ma- it just makes the league a bit more exciting, to be honest. It was exciting without this, but now that they're getting the better standard of player as well, it, if you put two and two together, it's going to be a it's, it's a great league to watch, really. And in this episode, I just wanted to highlight some of the really talented players that are playing in the prem right now that have that were really came from the championship and were made in the championship. And then I wanted to highlight some players in the championship now that um, should be soon taking the step up to the Premier League, I think, um, will be picked up by a Premier League team in either the summer window, this January window, or the January window after, I think. Um, so the players in the Prem now, uh, I'm kind of going to do like really, really recent players. Like I could pick, um, I could pick players like, uh, the first one that comes to mind is like Mikko Antonio, um, Adama Traore, players like that. Uh, or yeah, or Mares, but them them players we've all seen what they can do really. Whereas the players that I've picked now have joined in the past couple seasons, which we've we've um, which will probably in the future be a mass a bigger impact to be honest. So I picked five players, um, but I could easily add quite a few more to be honest because a lot more championship players are are coming to the Premier League. Um, some honourable mentions that I haven't had, I haven't done the, well, not research, but I haven't um, included in the five players are Saeed Benrahma of West Ham, uh, currently on loan from Brentford, and Che Adams, who made a move from Birmingham to Southampton, who have both started this season really, really well, in my opinion. So the first player that I'm going to um, cover is James Madison. So Madison is one of like the, the of these players, he's the, he's the oldest and he joined the the earliest to the Premier League, but he's one of the starlets to come from the Championship. To be honest, in the past few years, he's now twenty four. Uh, he made the move from Norwich to Leicester in twenty eighteen, and so far, I think that he's been really, really good in the Premier League. Um, he's definitely f- thrived, I think, um, being in this Leicester team, and he's adapted well to the Prem. To be honest, he has thirty six goal involvements in ninety six games, which is as an attacking mid who can play on the left or the right um, he's that's, that's good return for me um, he hasn't started this season to be honest as well um, as as he has been in the past well especially last season he was really good um, but yeah he hasn't started this season as well but he's still got three goals and three assists which shows that his standards have been set really really high and he's managed to get himself capped for England and which is a massive achievement for any player. Uh, he's got incredible set pieces, uh, his vision, and it's just his ability to manipulate the pace of, of, of the game 
Um, and the pace in which his team plays at is definitely reasons why he's got this cap, this England cap, and he's been brilliant as well. So, like, what I mean by that is, um, it's it's kind of a fact. Like, sometimes if Leicester are not playing very well, it's because of James Madison because he's not playing well. Whereas if he's on his game, like last night um, against Brighton, they they're they're playing brilliantly. Um, so I, f- I think a lot of what Leicester do when Madison's playing is exactly through him. Uh, which when when you're the focal point of the team with Vardy and all sorts of players and Tielemans, that that's definitely a a good thing to be honest. So yeah, Madison, Madison's been brilliant in my opinion, and uh, I don't know if he's gonna get. I, I did make this it, the England video, but uh, will he be in the Euros? We'll have to see if he picks up his form a little bit. Um, but maybe um, the game last night could could um, definitely push him on to do that. So the second player I've got. Uh, here is um, Jared Bowen So as a West Ham fan We've usually done good business in the championship So we bring players in like Cresswell, Antonio um, Who are regular starters now For, for our side And Jared Bowen is definitely going to be another example of that He's a tricky winger And he's one of the best players in the championship uh, At the time that he played there uh, For Hull uh, He scored 52 goals in 108 games as a winger Which a goal nearly every other game uh, goal every two games is unbelievable for a winger to be honest and he was snapped up by us on deadline day um, and yeah he, again he's another player that's adapted really really well to the Premier League all these players in in this list have so far um, he's played 22 games in the Prem scored five goals gets got six assists also he scored in his debut um, and yeah he, he's just He's fit. He's fitted well, really into this, uh, really well into this team uh, under David Moyes, uh, who brought him in. He didn't rush him to get him in the team. Um, he slowly integrated him, like he's doing with Said Bamrama now. Um, yeah, he slowly put him into the side, made him train with the squad for a little bit to adapt to the to the pace. Brought him on every 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 now and again, and um, yeah, he's he's really he's really doing well. He's deceivingly quick. He's he got very very good close control. Um, with the ball at his feet it's, it's really hard to get the ball off him uh, He's able to whip the ball with his left foot um, When he shifts into space So I've seen him plenty of times Just get that Like um, uh, it's a, He reminds me a little bit of uh, Like an Arjen Robin type of player Where when, he, when he's got the ball in his left foot And he, he shifts it That yard of space he, He's definitely going to pull the trigger uh, he, he needs to improve his decision making a little bit um, Knowing when to pass, knowing when to shoot But as a younger player I think this this will just come with experience To be honest And him playing in the Premier League for um, quite a while He'll definitely know when, when he needs to do it And when he can assist a player And when he can score himself um, So next player He hasn't really played much in the Premier But it's Joe Roden And he made his move to Spurs uh, Just this summer gone well, not this summer, but you know what I mean, the, the transfer window that occurred uh, on deadline day. Yeah, he hasn't had much experience. He played against Chelsea, um, but I watched uh, quite a lot of him for Swansea in the championship. And he's going to be a really quality player, in my opinion. And it's a great pickup by Spurs for such a cheap price at £7 million. Um, He's really comfortable on the ball. Uh, he can pick a pass really well. He's an he's an aerial threat defensively and offensively. Um, he he's He's good from corners. Um, strong tackler, uh, reads the game very well. He's he's for his age, he's very very good player. Um, the only downside I would say to Rodon is at his young age, he's, he's really 
um, encountered quite a few injuries, uh, which which isn't the best thing. I, I know he had an ankle injury for Swansea, um, which it could affect his longevity uh, in the game. But f- for now, he, he's a great addition for the Spurs squad, I think. And uh, his injuries aren't something that should be worried about too much. If he's recovered from them, if he's playing, then he should be okay. Um, but Alderweireld is getting um, a little bit older. He's he's getting older. They've got rid of Vertonghen. Uh, Davidson Sanchez is a bit clumsy for me. Uh, he makes too many mistakes, especially, especially in the Premier League, um, where we can't afford to do that. And Mourinho doesn't seem to like him either. He plays Eric Dyer at the back. But um, yeah, I think he can easily come in and replace any of them players um, when 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 needed. With more experience, he's definitely going to be a starter for Spurs. And for seven million, I think that's a really uh, a steal to be honest. I know West Ham were looking at him as well, and I was hoping that we were going to sign him. But um, yeah, seven million definitely a steal. Joe Roden, uh, I think he's going to have a good Premier League career, in my opinion. The next player uh, is Ollie Watkins. So Watkins is a player that I've been following for quite a while, and I was seeing him banging goals for uh, Exeter um, when he. A couple of seasons ago, he uh, was in League Two, scored 13 goals and got 10 assists in one season. Um, yeah, he's, I've seen him for quite a while now. He made a very clever decision to move to Brentford because they've got a great coaching set up there. And he got 66 goal involvements uh, there uh, and moved to Villa in the summer. I think it was for 30-odd million. It was quite, quite a bit. But um, yeah, he's begun his time in the Premier League really well, in my opinion. He's... Even though he had a night to forget against West Ham, which um, I wasn't too bad with. Uh, he's strong, he's quick, he holds the ball up really, really well. Uh, he's clinical finisher. Uh, he, he, the, thing, the thing that he does quite well with um, Villa's side, and he done it well at Brentford as well with Ben Rama and, and Buemo, uh, is he, he interlinks the play really well, which I think for Villa is a really key aspect of his game. They've got attacking threats such as Grealish, uh, Trezeguet, Traore, El Ghazi. So f- to have their striker, which they haven't had in quite a while, they had Wesley got injured. Um, they got, oh, I forgot his name. I for- they had another player, I think, from Club Bruges and he wasn't very good at all either. But um, yeah, I think it's key for that Villa side to have a player that can interlink um, they're attacking threats together and it's obviously working this season. Uh, he's shown his qualities. He's got six goals and one assist in 10 games. And to come straight in from the championship to do that, I think you've got to have, you've got to be a great player to do that, to be honest. And um, yeah, Ollie Watkins, I think he's only going to get better, to be honest um, with you. He's, if he's scoring ten, uh, six goals in 10 games straight away, well, who who knows what he could could do by the end of the season and in seasons to come. Um, the last player I've got for the players already in the Premier League um, is Eberechi Eze. So Eze is another attacking player. So you can see a, a kind of pattern developing with these teams in the Prem, looking at these attacking threats in uh, the Championship. It, a lot of these players were top goal scorers in the Championship. Uh, Bowen, uh, um, Eze for his position was... Uh, Watkins was two seasons in a row, I think. I'm not sure. Um, or he definitely was last season, uh, tied with Mitrovic, I think. But yeah, all these players, they're top goal scorers. So you can see what the clubs are looking at. Um, and he was, Eze was quality for QPR last season. Had his breakout season, four goal, 14 goals and eight assists from attacking midfield. 
Uh, he's only 22. And um, compared to some of the other players in this list, such as Watkins, such as Bowen, um, he's probably took a little bit longer to adapt to the Prem standard. Uh, and it's shown in his stats a little bit. He's only got a goal and two assists in 11 games, which is not bad at all for his age at 22. But um, the actual impact on his on the Palace side is much more than what the stats show. He he just provides a a second attacking option for this Palace side. Whilst all the limelight and all of the all of the defensive players are looking at Wolf Zaha, um, Eze just slows the game time to his pace, much like Madison, really. And he has this competence, and he doesn't he doesn't like um, doesn't look like he sh- he has any pressure on him at all when he plays football. He plays it with so much ease. When I watch him, he when he picks the ball up, he just drives with it. He's so it's so effortless, that's the word. He's really effortless on the ball. He's calm in all situations. He could have three players on him and he would still be calm, either get past them or he'd just lay the ball back home. Um but once his end product comes in, I feel like he's he's gonna be at the pinnacle of his game in the Premier League and yeah, I can see him having an even bigger move than Palace um moving to a really big top six club because the way that Eze just controls the game uh, at his young age he's only going to get better at it and with experience he's going to be unbelievable I reckon so they're my players that were that are in the Prem now that are I think are going to have a big impact Um, so these players I picked four players here um, who are players to watch out for in the championship so in this list I didn't want to include players um, such as Emi Buendia uh, David Brooks Isamela Saar so, because we've seen them in the Premier League and we know that they're good enough to to be in the Prem and they should be in Prem teams. Players like um, Todd Cantwell as well. These players, they're good enough to be in the Premier League, I think. But So I wanted to highlight some talent that we've not seen before in the Prem um, and I think that are going to get Prem moves very, very soon. So my first player is Adam Armstrong. So Adam Armstrong, he seems like he's... he's been around forever really um but crazily he's only 23 years old and he's once of newcastle united and he played for their academy as well he's absolutely smashing it in the championship at the moment and i think he's going to get a big big move to the prem soon either in january or in the summer um he has 30 goals in 54 games for blackburn over the past two seasons which is some record uh he's quick on the ball obviously from that record he's a finisher and I think he would provide for any side outside the top six. Uh, he's got 14 goals already this season so far. And if he keeps it up and, and he stays fit, I think, he, he's. I'm sure he's going to get a move. If That's if um, Blackburn don't get promoted this season. But um, yeah, Armstrong is it's a bit ironic, to be honest, because Newcastle, are, well, if they didn't have Kellen Wilson, they would be struggling up front at the moment. And I think Armstrong would have been perfect for them. But they sold him for, I think, three million um, not too long ago. I think two seasons ago. So yeah, he's he's been unbelievable this season. Top goal scorer in the championship. And if he keeps carrying carrying on his form, I I can see him playing for a team. I'd love West Ham to sign him. He'd be a, a good signing. I could see him someone like um, who else? Maybe like a Fulham. Some someone like that. I could see signing him. And yeah, I think he'd be a great addition to any team in mid-table and going for Europe, to be honest. But he's got plenty of experience in the uh, cha- in the championship. He's playing for Barnes, he's played for Bolton, 
um, and he's played for Coventry, and now he's playing for Blackburn. So he's got the physicality, I think, of the Championship um, to hold his own in the Premier League. And the thing with strikers moving from the Championship to the Prem, it's just a case of can they replicate what they're doing? Can they replicate the way that they score their goals? Uh, and I think I think he can. Players like Ollie Watkins obviously have, so I don't see why Adam Armstrong can't. So the next player I've got uh, is Dale Fry. So the introduction of uh, Neil Warnock at Borough has been a blessing for Fry. Uh, this has allowed him to break back into the first team and become a huge part of the, um, the Borough setup uh, in the heart of the defence. So at only 23, he's a warrior, uh, and he's the exact type of player, I think, that epitomises everything that Warnock is as a manager. Um, he's strong in the air. He wins so many tackles. Gets the ball, his bo- his body in front of the ball. He he's just that type of player, kind of like a um. I would I would, I would, probably compare him to someone like of a Burnley type defender, like a Tarkowski or Ben Mee, who just does everything, just gets in the way of everything, and he's probably a, an idiot to play with because to play against. Sorry, because he's just getting in the way of everything, getting in front of you. Um, so he's likely to have a big impact on this Borough side, and I can imagine a Premier League. Premier League team like Burnley um, seeing his defensive qualities as a large positive um, I think his, his technical side of his game needs to improve a little bit but for me if you've got that defensive mind straight away as a centre-back uh, I don't really need the the technical side straight away because that could be worked on very easily in training and I can see him getting a prem move really soon he's only 23 uh, as I said and as long as he keeps improving, uh, and under Neil Warnock, who's a defensive mastermind in the in the championship, uh, I don't see why he's not going to get that move very very soon. So the next player I've got is um, Ivan Tony. So another Brentford striker, which I've had on my radar for a very long time. I've watched him at Peterborough. He came um, with a really hefty price tag to the championship. To be honest, I think he was like nine million. But he certainly provided so far. He scored 49 goals and 15 assists in 94 games in uh, League One for Peterborough, which is unbelievable, to be honest. And the move to Brentford, like I said with Watkins, is really is a perfect move, in my opinion, because of their coaching options and the way that they um, can provide for him with the players they already have there. Uh, he's already started this season scoring 15 goals in 18 games. So that's nearly a goal every game, which for a player who's already made the step up from one league to another, I don't see why he can't do it again. Uh, he's he's only 24, so he has plenty of time to improve. Um, class finisher, strong in the air. Surprisingly, for like you don't really usually see this with many attackers, but he has great work rate and his, and his good defensive contributions. Uh, which in the Prem it really helps to have. So players like Danny Ings, who does that a lot, Ollie Watkins does that a lot. Um, they're they're rewarded with with their with their effort, to be honest. And um, similarly to Watkins again, to be honest, he likes to interlink the play. So flick-ons, layoffs, long balls. He includes players like Mbwemo, Force, Canos into the game, um, which is exactly what he's there to do as a bit of a target man. Um, he does need to improve his ability to beat the offside trap because um, sometimes his awareness can be a bit off uh, standing offside in offside positions or just not being able to break the line. Um, but again, with experience, 
um, and especially in the championship of a tougher, more physical league, he's definitely going to be able to do that. And yeah, I can see if Tony has another good, se- uh, if he has a good season this season, which he already has, but he's got 15 goals in 18 games. I can see a, a team maybe come, if Brentford don't come up, I can see a team who are coming up definitely want to sign Tony, definitely. Um, so my fourth and final player of the list is a really young player, to be honest. He's the youngest player in for any of these players that I've mentioned, for even from the Premier League ones. So he's one to definitely watch out for in the future is Michael Elise. So um, formerly of Chelsea's academy, he's 19 years old. He's a Frenchman uh, who I think is definitely one to watch out um, in an exciting Reading team, to be honest, who's really improved a lot this season with their young players. Uh, he's already been watched by a number of uh, Premier League teams. And he's one of them players that's so skillful that he, they can just... They're able to produce moments of magic throughout the game. Can completely change the game if need be by um, for his side. He's versatile, and you guys know that I love myself a, a versatile attacker. Um, he could play in plenty of positions. He's played in attacking midfield, right wing, left wing, um, left midfield, and right midfield this season. Um, and he's scored three goals and got six assists in 13 games, which I think is a very, very decent record for someone who's only 19 years of age. Uh, I know the last uh, Reading game, he had a man of the match performance. I watched it. Um, and I think the championship experience for him is really vital, improving, as I said, with uh, Tony and Fry about the um, the physicality of the league. Um, it's definitely going to improve Elise's game. Because he's already got the technical ability to cut it in the Premier League, in my opinion. And if he's got that physicality there with him, there's no there's no reason why he shouldn't uh, improve and push on his game massively this season. And at 19, he's got plenty of time to to get experience. And um, if he if he doesn't make a move this season, I would probably um, praise him for that because more seasons in the Premier League. Uh, improving would be massive if Redding get promoted this season and he goes up to the Premier League with Redding I think that'd be another really good um, opportunity for him um, but he's definitely a wonderful kid to watch I think and um, he, all he's going to do is improve in my opinion but um, yeah that that's it for this episode really um, I just wanted to to basically say why the championship is so underrated in my opinion Um I feel like a lot of top six um, club fans don't appreciate the championship uh, or if they see a, cham- a player come from the championship, um, this isn't all top six fans, of course, but um, I, f- I feel like if they see a player from the championship, they can kind of look down on him, be like, oh, he's a bit, sh- he's a bit shitter, or, or he's a bit, he's not as good. Um, but I don't think that, to be honest, there's plenty. I've I've already saw- seen there's plenty of options um, that are already playing in the prem. Um, and I think that can come from there's plenty more players in the championship definitely that that I've um, not included that can come in I've, there's um, Dan Juma from Bournemouth Freddie Woodman from Swansea uh, there's so many players in the championship who definitely can cut it in the Premier League and can, I think that can be a massive um, step for teams in mid-table and relegation battles bringing in these these talents really and really showcasing them um so yeah that's all i wanted to uh, say for this week's episode and uh, the next episode as i said will be out on the 23rd of december uh which is next wednesday and um yeah so uh, 
thank you guys once again for for watching all the podcasts, giving me feedback. It really helps um, on how I'm improving these episodes. Um, hopefully soon I'm going to be able to get a guest on this um, podcast. Um, I'm working on quite a few things at the moment, um, trying to get a guest on and um, to talk about um, different stuff. Make sure you go follow the um, Twitter, which is after the 9TY. Um, and I will be making an Instagram very soon um, to be able to increase exposure as as I said, um, make sure to keep on um, getting the podcasts out, uh, sharing them with anyone that you can. Uh, it really, really helps me because, um, as I said, I do do this by myself. But, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode um, and I'll see you guys later. Cheers.